on. We're going to go straight over to Talk Radio's excellent royal editor, Rupert Bell. Hello, Rupert. Uh, good morning, Kevin. And you're in, now. I've just been speaking to Dr. Rene Hunderkamp in Bali, uh, and now you're in Mauritius, right? Yes, um, with having taken, obviously got some wonderful holiday reading for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you don't. Really, the thing is, Rupert, you don't really need to read the book now because uh, Fleet Street got hold of, hold of those erroneously published Spanish copies. So we know pretty much everything that is in this book. Uh, I mean, before we get on to the really serious issues, because uh, you're a former military man, so uh, mm. you're the one to talk to about uh, his revelations about his time in. Afghanistan fighting the Taliban and the number of Taliban warriors that he killed, 25. Uh, let's talk about some of the other stuff. I mean, all this salacious stuff about, you know, losing his virginity, taking drugs, fighting his brother, falling onto the dog bowl, uh, and so on and so forth. I mean, it sells copies, it will sell well, and there's no doubt it's interesting, it's compelling in a sensational tabloidy kind of a way, uh, but uh, it's very unbecoming of a member of the royal family, isn't it? Yes, it's a kiss and tell, like you might find someone who's been on X Factor suddenly wants to sell their story. It's the same level as that, and that's what is, you know, bewildering and baffling about what does he want to achieve? Do we need to know all that? Clearly, we know before he met Meghan, he was a fun-loving guy. He worked very hard in the army, relished his time in the army, and was happy to serve and do that. He uh, clearly liked a, a night out, and we get to hear all that. But actually, what's the point of that? What's he hoping to achieve by that? Saying, well, his life's been ruined. He was such a good guy until suddenly... Uh, you know, the royal family turned on him and, and have sucked the life out of him. Well, I think he needs to start looking at what actually he's done to create this situation and rather than blaming everybody else. But clearly, it's entertaining reading uh, to find out that he was at his brother's wedding with a frostbitten whatever it was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and and, um, and obviously other, other moments uh, that we I really don't think we need to know. Um, I, I, I'm not sure I've read too many autobiographies to discover someone was circumcised or not. Uh, I, I, you're a much better read man than I am, Kevin, but uh, it's, it's the first time I've read about that in a book. Uh, it's the sort of, you know, it's, what's that expression, too, too much information, TMI. Uh, it is the epitome of TMI, isn't it? Uh, but I think what he's been persuaded by a very skillful ghostwriter uh, is, listen, Harry, You've got to sing for your supper here. You're getting 20 million quid here, and you better cough the lot. You better spill your guts, otherwise uh, Random House, Penguin, the publishers, uh, will not be pleased. So he has been coaxed very expertly into saying, I would suggest, far too much. Yeah, well, J.R. Moringer, who wrote the book, is a much-respected writer. He did the Andre Agassi book, which yeah, was no. extremely well-received. Yeah. One of the best sports books you will read about Andre Agassi's battles to get to the top. And it, it was, you know, uh, it's a terrific read. So I can see why they picked it. But this guy has, knows the time of day. He's a very oh. bright man. And he's clearly been able to get the stories, everything out of Harry. And presumably um, there were moments when things were having to be checked legally. And you wonder how they got away with publishing all that information about the, uh, him killing 25 Taliban and all that. But clearly, Moringer knew, knew the time of day. There was talk um, that the published that Harry did want to pull it 
and was told by members of the royal family that the book must not be published while the Queen is alive. But, and we all thought the book had been finished, but clearly there has been some add-ons since the funeral which will only exacerbate the situation with the royal family. And if he's thinking of trying to find a way back, well, then he seems to have, at the moment, burnt his bridges big time. And that's what I find so sad. It's a Shakespearean tragedy that I'm not even sure William Shakespeare could have thought of the way it has unraveled. And remember, in his place, there used to be some fairly bawdy language in those. Indeed. Uh, it's an extraordinary royal story. It's explosive, uh, probably the most explosive of modern times. And I include uh, the Diana Charles marital breakup back in the 90s. Uh, the big question of the day, and I'm going to put this out to uh, the viewers and the listeners right now, Rupert, but you can give me your take on it. So, everybody, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, tweet in, text in. You can tweet... Tweet us at, uh, to, at Talk TV, or you can text us, uh, write talk at the beginning of your message uh, and send it to 87222. Or, of course, most importantly, you can call us 0344 499 1000. This is the question. Uh, we'll get your answer first, uh, Rupert. Should King Charles strip Harry and indeed Meghan of their Duke and Duchess of Sussex titles. What do you think? I don't think he will do that even under Should he, though, kind of back. I'm not... He is still his son, and he wants to try and make sure that there's every hope of keeping his relationship with his son somehow restore it back onto an even keel. And the, the issue is, it's more about what happens to Brand Sussex, whatever they're called, what happens to them now and where it leads to the coronation because he and harry is saying well they can ring me and build the bridges no clearly now it's harry's yeah. turn he's got to go and say i'm sorry whatever however he wants to repair the the damage that has been done and the coronation the king will desperately want his son there all his sons there because it's going to be the proudest moment of his life this is what he's been waiting for and he wants all his family around him but for the sussexes what do they do they get their sort of cachet from being linked to the royal family if they don't come to the coronation then what is the point of the sussexes whatever they are called and where is their brand going forward have they managed to create a brand going forward well this book i think just has given turned harry at, at times into a bit of a figure of fun and and someone who clearly at the moment doesn't know what he wants and wants to achieve so i hope the king maintains it and all members of the royal household maintain a dignified silence and leave harry then to work out where does he go from here because that ultimately is what's got to happen he is an isolated from his family Meghan's isolated in the main from her family. So at the moment, and there seems to be a common link there, that, that they've got to go and find a way to restore the equilibrium again rather than the royal household because everything's been thrown at them. It's not been driven by them, although some people say the press leaks, well, 
Let's take I a know, look at this. Look, I know, no. I, know, I know how the royal family operate, uh, and uh, Harry's version of, you know, Camilla and the king and everyone sort of getting together with the press and saying, guess what Harry's done now? Yeah. It doesn't happen. He, he doesn't understand how the media operates. I do. He's wrong about that. Uh, and I, I Also, I know the, the never complain, never explain. That is the ethos that will dominate and continue uh, to prosper in the royal family. But frankly... Uh, I wish Charles would put his head above the parapet and indeed William and respond to these outrageous allegations against them. But let's leave that hanging there because this is very important. This is far more important, Rupert. You're a former military man. Uh, Harry has broken a sacred military code by revealing his kill count. Former soldiers uh, do not talk about that sort of thing. Uh, he's broken that code. That's up to him, I suppose. But we know that a lot of his colleagues, military experts, uh, generals, are appalled by this revelation, by what he's said. Uh, OK, but he's done that. That far more important are the security implications. He's stuck a target on his back. He's a man who goes on about his, own, his family's safety. Uh, he's put his family in danger. He's put him in danger. And if they come to the coronation, he'll put this country in danger. What a, a ridiculous, stupid, moronic thing to do. Uh, absolutely. And, and as one of the things when you hear about ex-soldiers... Uh, well, and you're men, one, you're one. So yeah, well, give us look, your and I, Look, and I... I I had a, I was three and a half years and never went through anything that even Harry went through. And he was regarded as a wholly committed soldier, yet we know at the time and uh, uh, piloting Apache helicopters that clearly, and the press reported, that he was on the front line, so he's inevitably going in to be in difficult situations. But what you tend to find is that service personnel sort of talk about the sort of the funny side, to lighten the moment of what it was like to be in those situations and would never talk about it and never talk about the really nasty side, which ultimately, when it comes to war, and we can see it, what's unravelling in Ukraine, it is a nasty, horrid, evil business, whatever you say about it. But so, therefore, it's hard for all sides to talk about it. Here he is putting his head well and truly out there, and the Taliban obviously have responded and, and are seeing this as a, a PR hit, although I have to say, them saying that, uh, you know, he, we value human life. Well, you ask that of women in, in Afghanistan, how they are valued. So there's a lot of, you know, you have to take their statements with a pinch of salt, but at the same time, he does exacerbate the security situation around I think he makes the family. It I think he makes it really serious, really serious. I mean, you know, so you've got people like uh, General Richard Kemp saying, you know, he has put a target on his back. He has compromised his family's safety, his own safety, and everyone he's ever with, uh, even this country's safety, because so far the Taliban's response has been mocking and contemptuous, but you know uh, that the undercurrent is sinister. These people are international terrorists. Uh, Harry revealing this, apart from the fact, uh, you know, one thing we respect soldiers for is they don't talk about this sort of thing, as you quite rightly say, because they know how horrific the realities of war are, and we civilians, they don't want to burden us with it. Uh, it's, it's another reason for us to respect our servicemen. Uh, Harry has broken that code. That's one thing, but the security implications are extremely serious. And that's why you have to question, why did he do it? Did he do it because of the security row that he's had and published this bit in the book?
because he's having the, this row about his security, did he, by putting that out there, means that right now, well, he's going to have to have this security? Has he backed them into a corner because he's now created an extra level of security by drawing attention to what happened, what he did during uh, his time in Afghanistan? So therefore, you have to. Why did he feel the need to do it? What What was the thought process? Was there some? You know, presumably it went through legal channels to see if it was all right to, to uh, to publish. Legally, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, legally, but actually, where's his common sense in this yeah, issue? Yeah. And that is the problem. But that actually is the problem throughout this. Where is his sense of reasoning, common sense about this whole thing? It's all about his view on everything and only his view he has never it would appear made him well he's obviously had led a full and active life but ultimately he's almost implying i've never made a mistake yeah all, all, all of his problems are down to someone else even yeah. the wearing of a nazi uniform to a fancy dress party he says is william and kate's fault which is frankly absurd listen rupert very kind of you to break off from your holidays to talk to us and uh, i must let you get back to that mauritian sunshine all the best rupert thank you very much thank you kevin